The cost of eggs has been soaring across the country. The dramatic rise comes as millions of Americans are struggling with the high costs of inflation. In California, egg costs surged to a whopping $7.37 last week. Is there anyone out there who still isn't clear about how expensive eggs are? Okay, last time. This is an egg. This is a frying pan. There goes my kid's college fund. Any questions? Honey, we gotta sell the car. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Bad Benadar. He turned 70 this week. Not that that's so old, but it makes me feel old. But it's really not that old. And I'll always be grateful to her for the songs with the long ramps for the fun talk up to the post. Well, it's a real tough season when your throat is sore. You can't help but think that you inhaled a spore. It's not anthrax, it's the cold and flu season. Roll up my sleeve, I got the symptoms. Hit me with a flu shot. Why don't you get rid of all my snot? Hit me with a flu shot. Hit me with that shot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live, primarily because I'm still alive. <laughs> they they shot me five times with radiation, and I'm still alive. Well, that's good news for all of you if you like this show. And you know, it, it the Hollywood films uh, all along they've been wrong. When when you're exposed to radiation, massive doses of it, like I was, or most cancer patients are, <clears throat> which, by the way, uh, the new method is mo they're moving away from using chemo. And of course, it depends on what kind of cancer it is. They're leaning more towards the radiation treatment. And then if that doesn't work, then they go to chemo. So that's what's going on with me. But I, I can tell you here firsthand that you don't grow 60 feet tall or, or, or you shrink into nothing. Uh, uh, you don't grow two heads. Uh, no, nothing fun happens. All you do is get very queasy and nauseous, lose your sense of taste uh, for food. It's, it's not fun. Uh, you don't uh, get three eyeballs or anything out of that. Actually, the, the reality is a lot more frightening than what uh, Hollywood would have you think. Well, here we are, Martin Luther King's uh, holiday, which is, uh, I always thought it was the, the 20th of the month. I, I don't know if they changed that or if it just became sooner. I, I'd say you should make, the, make it the whole month. But if they make it a national holiday, I, I mean, it's a federal one now, but if they make a one like... Uh, July 4th or Memorial Day or something like that. That'd be great. Um, well, here it is on on the heels of uh, Elvis's birthday, which was earlier this month. His daughter dies. Lisa Marie, who I never paid really much attention to except for when she got married to Michael Jackson. Ooh! <laughs> My voice is so bad right now, I can't do any impressions. Sorry. Because I was going to say, oh, Lisa Marie, I can't do my Elvis. Uh, oh, forgive me, forgive my voice, but uh, yeah, that was a thing. You know, that, that Michael Jackson, he was more than just a pedophile. He was a weaselly little bastard. I mean, he, you know, he tried, we all know now how he tried to steal the rights to all the Beatles songs. <clears throat> and he almost did. Uh, because he uh, fooled McCarthy into thinking he was his friend. He was a good buddy, he was a good pal. And then he just said, uh, now sign here. And uh, <laughs> Paul did. He's lucky. He got out of that. Uh, he, he got his, his rights back to his music, but he almost lost them all to Michael Jackson. And you go back another 10 years before that, 
That's why he, he got married to Lisa Marie. He wanted to get a cut of the king's fortune, of the Elvis fortune. He was a little hustler, that, that, that son of a bitch. You know, and everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, I'll, I'll say this. He had talent. And that, then you draw the line from there. There's nothing else about the guy that was any good. I mean, he was a pedophile. Everybody put that aside because he died uh, tragically young. <clears throat> but when you think about what that guy did outside of the music, it wasn't so tragic uh, after all. But yeah, that, that's what that was about. Trying to get his hands on the king's money. As if he as if he needed it. You know, Michael Jackson didn't need the money. He was just uh you know, a confidence man, a crook. He was kinda of like a, a Trump who doesn't need the money, but can't stop finding ways of making more. And there's other people like him, like uh, that don't need the money. They got this this hunger, this thirst that can't be quenched to, to just keep making money. Uh, and that's what he was. I mean, uh, to take the talent away, that's all you had left. But that was a big thing back in, what was it, 80, 86, 87? I mean, it was like 10 years after her father died. She hooked up with Michael Jackson. And it was one of the earlier bits from, I believe it was Rock Comedy Network. Elvis singing from the grave. Oh, well, the Graceland's rocking six feet above me. And everybody's talking about my Lisa Marie. She tied the knot, but was it really love? Uh-uh. Huh. She got knocked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Oh, well, they had a little wedding for my princess bride. I would have been invited if I hadn't have died. I wish somebody would have dug me up, my little girl. She got knocked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Well, please, won't you tell me, little Lisa Marie, why'd you find you a jerk into Scientology? Did you marry him because he drove you out or because he got you? Heavy with child, you got silver's looks, but how can it be? Every day you're looking more and more like me And soon you'll be wearing a double D cup You get big huh, when you get knocked up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah Well, your belly's bloated so he gave you a ring And pretty soon I'll be the grandpa king Your husband and your kid are now in line to all cash in on the king's gold mine Now if I was alive, you know what I'd say Lisa Marie, now how'd you get this way? If I had any pride, you know I'd hang my head But I can't, huh. I'm already dead uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, well, well, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, you got knocked up The King is back, bigger and better than ever. Elvis Presley in his first big movie role since he's been dead. Elvis of Arabia. Yes, it's a completely new Elvis movie with the same old Elvis movie touches. 17 unforgettable babes and 18 forgettable songs, including Daddy Bear, Don't Be Ghoul, Dying in the Chapel, Blue Suede Burial Shoes, You Ain't Nothing But a Paul Bear, and more. Yes, see Elvis in his stiffest performance yet. He's bigger, better, and deader than ever. Elvis of Arabia, playing in a theater, drive in or mortuary near you. Thank you. Thank you, Connect. God bless. We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio. The Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. You made me cry. What I saw on the news is hard to believe. Michael Jackson just married Melissa Marie. He's a weirdo. Baby, that's no lie Cause if there's one thing that she don't need It's some more tabloid publicity with a weirdo He's a weirdo I guess that I don't understand Don't she want a man, man 
The sky ain't a love and no way The guy ain't like you and me He ain't got no dinky But I just cannot turn my head I really think he's gay Well, my stomach turns He's a girly man with a plastic nose Probably prances round in a pantyhose He's a weirdo Now being dead ain't so bad Cause he won't ever get to call me dad He's a weirdo I'm kinda glad I died He's a weirdo Elvis bits. Oh, you want Elvis bits? I got plenty more where that came from. Uh, I just want to add to that that... uh, I saw that mo- part of the Elvis movie. <clears throat> I uh, I guess I'm all alone out here. Everybody thought it was good. I thought it sucked. I thought it was the worst depiction. It was it was even worse than the Kurt Ru- the Kurt Russell one. <laughs> Nothing against uh, Kurt Russell, but <clears throat> it was better. The Kurt Russell version <laughs> was way better than this. You know why? Primary reason this movie sucked is because, uh, and and you're gonna have to believe me on this. Just, just you know, just take my word for it. But historically, you can check me out on this. They didn't have rap music back in 1955. There was no rap in 1955. Okay, let me let me say make a make it clear for everyone out there. Especially our ass-aspiring future movie makers out there. We did not have rap music in 1955. What the fuck were they doing? Uh, but First of all, it was a very uh, cheap, sleazy way to get around, not paying the rights to his music. They would play, take a note and extend it with reverb and effects so that it was, you sounded like an Elvis song, but it wasn't quite. So they didn't have to ch- pay for that. That kid that played him looked nothing, nothing like uh, Elvis. You know who he looked like? The kid who played the uh, vampire in that. Uh, what about twenty years ago? There was a popular vampire series, and and the uh, the kid who played the vampire. Who drove the Volvo? That's how I remember. <laughs> There's a movie I was forced to watch, and it really that sucked too. But I, I, at least uh, they did say that the car of choice for Dracula would be a Volvo, because uh, sucking blood may be one thing, but when you're on the road, you gotta you gotta drive responsibly. <laughs> and that's a good safe car. You don't want to get hurt, so get a Volvo. That's what Dracula said. <laughs> but, and yeah, when Elvis was young, he was a skinny kid. But he wasn't emaciated like this guy is. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sorry. And Tom Hanks, listen, I, I understand Tom Hanks has a company of people that work for him. that he has to keep employed. So he has to keep taking jobs like this. This was beneath Tom Hanks to play Colonel Tom Parker, in my opinion. The whole movie sucked. And I'm being told the person who made this movie throws rap into everything. Period doesn't matter. Whatever the movie is, they're going to throw rap. It could be done in uh, 17. Oh, fuck. Everybody was doing rap and uh, hip-hop and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and and yeah, duh, stupid. Yeah, duh, stupid. Let's get duh, stupid, shot. Uh huh. That's us now. Duh, stupid. You've bought his records. You've seen his films. You've even purchased the Dayglow Velvet Memorial paintings at the gas station. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis, and I want you to come over right now and 
Make me a big peanut butter and then a sandwich. A peanut butter and then a sandwich will get me through the night. You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, piece of man, piece Yeah, this is the Elvis. Won't you bring me over a couple large pies? Don't make it, make it three. Don't make it six, double cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back in my life, baby. And on your way back, would you pick up some donuts, please? Big jelly, cream donuts. Crawless cheese, Danish, too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do. The Elvis tapes. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. I love heat. I love heat. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. Summer show. George Santos. That damn faggot. I can't stand him. He uh, did it again. Uh, one of the uh, fine brands of Republicanism right there. George Santos, or whatever his name is. Uh, it's been uh, discovered that uh, if he really was from Brazil, was he from Brazil? We don't know. But allegedly, he was a no, a drag queen in Brazil? You mean they had them? I think they're all dead now, but at one time, that was the drag queen capital of the world, Brazil. But uh, I believe it. This guy, <laughs> how hard would it have been anyway? Besides, that does not make you transgender. And how many times have I got to tell you about the, the difference between if you're a guy who performs at night or uh, at, in a club, as a woman, then you're a drag queen. Uh, you still are uh, come under the umbrella of LGBTQ, but uh, doesn't make you trans. There's very, very few trans, actual trans, drag queens. And it turns out this guy was a drag queen. Okay, so uh, <laughs> who hates drag queens? Uh, who says that? Who says that they hate drag queens the most? Why? It's the Republican Party. Oh, they hate drag queens. Just ask Ron DeSantis, that fascist fuck we have for a governor here, or as I like to call him, Governor Kinky Boots. But uh, they hate drag queens so much, uh, they're protecting one right now in Congress who should be kicked out and in jail for fraud and and and, and by the way, theft. He's still he's a thief, but that doesn't that's that that's not going to do anything for that's Republicans like that sort of things. They like killers. They like murderers. This guy's nothing compared to the guy in uh, what was it, New Mexico? Well, I'm more on that in a moment. But so he's a drag queen. His name was Katara. Okay. Oh, well, I'm certain he's not the only one in the Republican Party that was a drag queen at one point. Or had sex with a drag queen at one point. Or had sex with a transgender at one point. 
any of them in, in the Republican Party. Because they're quick to say that it's a sin. And I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on what it is they hate about transgendered people. I can't think of one thing. Uh, what, God didn't put you on earth to look that way? Uh, why did you talk personally to God yourself? How do you know? And, and the same could be said about people like Republicans. Did God put you on earth to look that way? Fat paunchy, doughy, creepy, and white. So, it's kind of similar in a very loose kind of way. The story about uh, the Dale, uh, those who aren't familiar with that, it's a, a HBO documentary. It's called The Lady in the Dale. And it's about a transgender woman who, <laughs> I got a problem with that. He actually, before he was a transgender woman, he was a guy who was busted for a counterfeiting. Or as they used to say, in the 40s and 50s, when you were a counterfeiter, they said back then, you were printing a queer. <laughs> That's what he was doing, he was printing a queer. So he was on a lamb from the law, and uh, he faked his death, and uh, came back as Liz Carmichael. And uh, at first, it was to hide. It was to be on the lam and not get caught. But then, as it turns out, as you'll see in the documentary, he, started, he enjoyed the life. So he just really became uh, a trans woman. At the same time, uh, and he was a scamster and a crook and a con man and everything else. And he would have been a perfect, perfect Republican. But as it turns out, he was taken down by a very infamous Republican. Well, I'll tell you the connection in a moment. Well, what happened was he invented, he didn't invent it, but it was a, a three-wheel car in the early 70s when we had the gas crisis and it was supposed to get up to 60 miles per gallon. It, it was actually a motorcycle with a car body on it, much like the ones you see now where they bolt on a car front, like a sports car front onto a motorcycle. It was basically that, only it was a hard top. Okay, and he had one functioning prototype and one non-functioning prototype. And they even gave one away on the prices right. I don't know what happened to that person. but And, and he was sincere about actually building a car. It's kind of like a Tucker type of uh, situation. And Tucker comes into it in this sense. KABC had a reporter at the time named Dick Carlson who uh, went after Liz Carmichael and, and and doggedly pursued Liz Carmichael across the country. And you had to wonder, <clears throat> what kind of reporter is this that just devotes his, all of his time to not reporting on any anything else but uh, transgenders like, like uh, Liz Carmichael? And back then it was uh, Renee Richards, the tennis player. This this guy, he was obsessed with uh, transgender. I don't think so much that, the, that this uh, Carmichael was a crook. It was that it was transgender because he went after Renee Richards too. It was just a legitimate tennis player, but he didn't care. He he was uh, homophobic and transphobic, and happened to be the father of Tucker Carlson. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's dad, Dick Carlson of KABC, who and and the reason he had all that time and spent on one story and just go after transgenders and not report on anything else is because he too was the heir to the Swanson frozen food fortune, as Tucker Carlson is. Please keep that in mind. Next time you're shopping in the store and you see Swanson products, there are other products to buy. Uh, case in point, chicken broth. It, the most popular thing they make is chicken broth, Swanson's. And it's good, too. But then again, so is Progresso. Okay? There's other kinds. We're around the same price. Don't have to buy Swanson. Stay away from Swanson because you're putting more change in Tucker Carlson's pocket that he don't need. Okay? I'll have to wait till uh, next show to see what uh, transpires or perspires with this George Santos uh, drag queen thing. Oh, and going into this bit, I want to say up front that I got in trouble for this. Not so much because of a transgender topic, but because the words I used. And know this going in. The words I used in this script are actual components and procedures for automatic transmission repair. It's actual stuff. 
But it came together funny. And apologies to the late Judy Tenuta. Now there's an alternative to transmission repair. Tranny Queen gets the job done just right. This is Judy Tenuta, owner of Tranny Queen. At Tranny Queen, our certified ASC technicians provide quality transmission service in pumps while you wait or wait in our plushly appointed pink room. I gotta tell you, honey, working in six-inch heels isn't always easy. We try to look our best, but that safety clean can be murder on your nails. What's wrong? I blew a deal. If you have manual reverse slide bang failure, then you need to restroke your two ball casing. We're running a sport hole special on it this week, so if you need a good slide bump, we'll drain your pump. Tranny Queen, your tranny alternative. Hey, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show. Thanks everyone for contributing and helping helping to keep this show on the air. Uh, and hitting the donate button on thebritsummershow.com. I want to thank my affiliates, uh, Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, Acast, Radio Public, Listen Notes, now you Listen Notes, uh, Zencaster, and uh, FYI Nation uh, with Tom Reynolds. Uh, for some reason... This is gone. And once it's gone, I <clears throat> haven't heard from him. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look into it, and I'll have that report on your desk by the time next show is out. And uh, another uh, note to uh, my listeners, all you boys and girls out there who tune in each and every week. You'll, you'll recall, if you tune into my July show from last year, You'll hear me talk about my trip to New York and visiting the uh, raving about the TWA Hotel. And uh, that was July of last year, six months ago. Uh, And there was footage taken of me, not much, uh, but there was some footage taken of me dressed as a, a stewardess. Uh, Pan Am stewardess, of course it was TWA, but anyway, I spoke at great length of it back then. And uh, with this new computer and software, I'm learning a lot. I put together uh, what little footage I had of me uh, traipsing around the TWA terminal and hotel. Me acting terminal. (laughs) Uh, And I put together a little thing that you can watch on YouTube. And it's under, I guess you just look at Brittany Summers, it should come up. But that was, and I'm, I'm telling you this because that's how fast it could happen. That was shot one month, one month before I was taken down by this cancer. That's how fast it can go. And uh, I mean, it's something great to look at. Uh, we just had some fun shooting it. And uh, one other, on a personal note, uh, the kind of shape I was in back then, that was shot uh, in the afternoon after eating lunch, and I had an entire pizza at Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn. And uh, it didn't show too bad. (laughs) I felt bloated all right. But... Yeah, that was kind of like the last of my normal days. So I'm sharing it with you. It's going to be, I'm going to take it back down uh, maybe in a week or two weeks. So here's your chance. Uh, you want to get a, grab a look at me and have a little fun while you're doing it. <clears throat> it's uh, Brittany Summers on YouTube. I want to take a moment to thank friend of the show and underwriter and sponsor, Ernie. Thank you, Ernie, and I think you'll understand why I can't take my pants off again this week because uh, we have a segment on here called Brit Summer's Obituary of the Week, and it just so happens this particular one, well, let me put it this way. Just when you think you have an entire show completely done, ready to upload, this has to happen. 
As a member of the Birds, David Crosby saw success with their first single, a 1965 version of the Bob Dylan song, Mr. Tambourine Man. The group did well in the 60s, but it didn't end well for Crosby. I'm David Crosby, and when we are together, uh, they call us the birds. David Crosby first found success as a member of the birds, but he flew away from that because he was asked to leave the group. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut in here. He was asked to leave the group, and he did get fired. Because of, uh, uh, in addition to many other things, like constantly getting into fights with them, they were in a concert at Monterey, and in the middle of one of their sets, David Crosby just took it upon himself to grab the microphone and start making a, uh, editorializing about this, that, and the other thing. And the rest of the band wasn't all that happy about it. I want to say it anyway, even though they will edit it out. When President Kennedy was killed, he was not killed by one man. He was shot from a number of different directions by different guns. The story has been suppressed. Witnesses have been killed. And this is your country, ladies and gentlemen. In it, there is a statement that affects our times. And it's going to, it's going to cause a lot of trouble. I'd like to quote it to you roughly. I believe that if we gave LSD to all the statesmen and politicians in the world, we might have a chance at stopping war. That's a quote from Paul McCartney. I concur heartily. I was not easy. Big ego, no brains. David Crosby's life was chronicled in the 2019 documentary, David Crosby, Remember My Name. It covered the gamut of things he'd been through. Heart issues, hepatitis C, liver transplant, diabetes, addiction issues, and time behind bars. Here's what he told me about his life when the documentary was released. I do have uh, eight stents in my heart. I have had a couple of heart attacks. So it's likely, yeah. Uh, I, me personally, I'm firmly holding out to only the good die young. <laughs> <laughs> After Crosby's exit from the birds, there was the Laurel Canyon scene of the late 60s and the beginning of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, which later added young. Well, let me hear you now. Would you know we're riding on the Marrakesh Express? Would you know we're riding on the Marrakesh Express? They're digging me to Marrakesh all on board. Helping himself to her bad dreams, he worries. I am yours, you are mine, you are what you are. You make it hard. We are stars, we are we are.
one of their hits was written in Laurel Canyon, as we heard in the documentary. That's the house our house was written about right there. Another classic, Teach Your Children, was about parents and children understanding each other. Teach your children well, their father's hell did slowly go by, and feed them on your choice. We have no choice. In a statement to Variety, Crosby's wife Jan wrote, His humanity and kind soul will continue to guide and inspire us. His legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music. hearing in the background is the Birds post David Crosby instrumental called Build It Up. You know, they were primarily country folk musicians, and they were really showing their chops on, on this track here. But this had an impact on me um, because not uh, well, everybody that so far since he passed away online or, or on television or whatever it is, everybody has their own David Crosby story. Well, it just so happens I have my own David Crosby story as well. Uh, it's nothing that, uh, I mean, it's special, but it's something that uh, I'll always carry with me. Uh, it's indelibly etched into my memory because it, his art had such an impact on so many lives. When you meet somebody like that, you're really not sure how to react. But I can tell you it was 1998. It was in New York City, 1776, Broadway, Tom Chauvin's office, which was kind of like the East Coast headquarters for ABC Radio Today, which was uh, run by Rick Dees out of Los Angeles. And uh, it was a comedy service and a music service, I guess, but primarily a comedy service. And he was a distribution guy, Tommy Chauvin. And uh, Tom was uh, <laughs> about five or six hundred pounds. I never saw the man stand up. He would stay behind the desk and eat food all day. And he'd get people work, which was uh, <laughs> just astounding what the guy would do. You, you, you get the guy the food he likes, like he liked um, Barney Greengrass pickled uh, herring. I don't remember if it was the cream or the clear, but uh, you got a Barney Greengrass pickled herring. You got work the next day. You brought it to his office. And 
he primarily liked uh, Carnegie Deli. So was all, if you brought him, the idea is that if you brought him the food to eat, he would bring you the work to do, the jobs, the highly sought after, well-paid jobs. He'd get them for you. And he did it for me too. So this is back when I had the apartment up there, up in Hartsdale. So now that I was in the city, I'd get food for him. I was usually with my friend Steve at the time. But at this particular time, for some reason, Steve wasn't with me in the office. And, and I can't remember. I'm pretty, it's so far away. But I'm pretty sure when I walked in, David Crosby was already sitting in the office near the window so you could see Broadway, so you could see the street. It was a, a tiny little cubby hole. It was really cramped. <laughs> It looked like Joe Franklin's office. It was really cramped, a lot of crap everywhere. And just one little window overlooking Broadway. Um, and it was kind of like a hideaway. And there was David Crosby eating a, a Woody Allen. Now, Woody Allen was a, a huge pastrami sandwich. The Carnegie Deli named their food, their sandwiches, after celebrities. And the most popular one was the Woody Allen because it was like three feet high of pastrami, beautiful, delicious pastrami. And there he was in, uh, I don't know if he was splitting it or not. I don't know if he was sharing his food with Tom. But I had, but I think, I can't remember if I had a box of food or a bag of food. But I too like the Woody Allen sandwiches. But I think this time I might have got him the green grass uh, pickled herring. I'm not sure. But me being from Florida, I had to reprogram myself and not be a head-bobbling, uh, gushing uh, idiot like, look, look, David Crosby, is that really you? Uh, I, what happened is I walked in, Tom says, hey, Boca, come right in and meet David Crosby. And I said, Mr. Crosby, it's so nice to meet you. And he said, hey, how you doing? And uh, we sat down. And for the life of because it was so long ago, I can't remember what we talked about. But he enjoyed being with me because we talked about stuff. It wasn't like I was going to ask him intense questions about his career and the music and all that, which he really must have got all the time. I think at the time it was Clinton with his blowjob and how the Republicans were incensed that he had sex in the Oval Office. Woo! And think about what we've been through. Since then, it, it's it's comical. It really is. But we talked about topical stuff. We talked about uh, trivial stuff. We just hung out. It was like a very, very nice lunch where we just talked. He was just, just a guy. And we were having like a very nice chat. <clears throat> and we enjoyed our lunch. That was it. I said, uh, okay, Tom, thank you. And uh, he said, it was great meeting you. And I said, nice to meet you too, sir. And uh, that was it. But I got to meet David Crosby back then. And I guess, as a lot of people say, because he had a temper, beating people, getting into fights. Uh, he had a reputation of being a prick. But with me, I can stand up proudly and say, David Crosby was always nice to me. He was he's a sweetheart. It was great. Uh, he's the kind of guy I'd like to just just hang out again and go see again, just uh, talk and stuff, because he's just that way. I guess you could call it a welcoming type, comfortable feeling around him. It was very, it was a very nice time in my life. <clears throat> of course, I had the, the bank account to prove it. Anyway, when I heard he died at 81, which was that's pretty good for him. He would probably admit it. I mean, with all the drugs he was on, whoa. Uh, <laughs> I'd be happy if I make it that far. Uh, but the diamond mind of, of art that he just left behind is just uh, amazing. I uh, started out with that commentary just uh, as a preview, but I did set aside a couple of tunes that I particularly liked. Uh, because that, that was you know, when they do these uh, inside the behind background things, they always leave things out. Uh, it was it was David Crosby, Jim McGuinn, later changed his name to Roger McGuinn, Chris Hillman, Graham Parsons, Gene and Michael Clark, and 
Stills and Young, with the, when the birds were around, with uh, Buffalo Springfield, and uh, with Richie Fury and Jim Messina, and the Hollies, which everybody knows that band, that's where Graham Nash came from. So you had Stephen Stills, Neil Young, and Graham Nash from the Hollies. And then after David Crosby got fired, uh, and then went on to uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, also out of that band that they didn't mention, the Flying Burrito Brothers, McQueen, Clark, and Hillman. A lot of talent. It's just a, an amazing amount of talent in that era that will never, never see again or hear again. But and most of the uh, narratives that looking back at David Crosby's career, they're going to leave a few things out, like what was the very first demo that, that actually David Crosby did? It wasn't with the birds, it was uh, the Wrecking Crew. And so you're hearing Tommy Tedesco on guitar here. But yeah, check out what the song was. Love is but a song we sing You can make the mountains ring Or make the angels cry Know the dove is on the wing And you need not know why Some will come and some will go We shall surely pass When the one who left us here Returns for us at last We are but a moment's sunlight Fading on the grass If you've heard this song I sing, then you must understand. You hold the key to love and fear, all in your trembling hand. One key unlocks them both, you know, and it's at your command. Just one, but here's another surprise. And I'll bet you always thought it was the titles that did this one. But what's even more fascinating is with this song, yeah, the titles covered this one and had a huge hit with it, but at the same time, somebody else covered it too. <laughs> it's and it sounded exactly like the titles, and it had a big hit with it as well. But that's how it went in the 60s. Special way, oh, 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 it's true. You fell 
and just when you thought you heard all the originals you could possibly imagine, why, there's always more originals that you didn't know where they come from. And actually, the bird did this one first as well. Yeah, the birds, uh, they, <laughs> they did a lot of music that weren't, it wasn't all charted, and it wasn't, but their albums were great. And it was like back then, you, <clears throat> you couldn't get along without having at least a couple of the birds' albums. And a couple of the uh, songs that I like the best, I set aside, because I'm going to go out of the show with them. Starting with this one here. I really like these songs by the birds. These, these are my two favorite birds' songs. The reason why. Summons on the Brit Summers Show. Said 
for bearing with me this week. I mean, uh, I didn't know we were going to do a David Crosby tribute. But when uh, something happens like this, I I just got to put the brakes on and uh, redo the entire show. So the show I was already going to do, you're going to hear that next week. Believe me, it's still current. (laughs) I don't have to really retouch it that much. Uh, So we got this one instead because it was more timely. I'm tired of being untimely with these sort of things. And speaking of untimely, when I was in the hospital, Pope Benedict died. And uh, I'm going to cover that next week because I got so many Pope songs. (laughs) I'm going to have to just uh, clean house with those. So until next time, this is Britt Summers leaving you with this one. Just a song. Sound, it's easy to get burned.